Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Brothers, let us receive Bishop Patrick Andre Nanivo. Trusting in His word, talking to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? And put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Oh, everything, yes, everything, yes, everything is possible. your brother everything is possible with God with God everything is possible you have possibility with your God hallelujah wow I thank God for this great opportunity to share the word of God with you I have this grace because of our father our prophets our doctor our teacher our evangelist, the real man of God, Bishop Dagward Mills. Hallelujah! I don't know about you, but as for me, I am really blessed because of him. He's the one who consecrated me as a bishop. You see, <laughs> wow. You see, when you have such a man like Bishop Dagward Mills, when you meet such a great man of God, your life can never stay the same. His presence, his teaching, he is not really a Bible teacher. He's, he's not just a simple Bible teacher, but he lives it. You see, when you listen to someone who doesn't experience what he says, you only have information. But when you listen to someone who has experienced what he says, you receive impartation. So I receive a lot from him. I, my wife, my ministry, and my pastor, 
So it's a great honor and blessing for me to be in this place. And also I want to thank God for Bishop Nathanael to allow me to preach in this wonderful church. Thank you so much for this grace, for this opportunity. Uh, 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 do I call it right? Oh, Bishop Nee? <laughs> thank you so much, Bishop, for this opportunity. I do not take it lightly. So thank you so much. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Lighthouse is a very vibrant church. <laughs> and the people are inspiring you when you preach. <laughs> and if you want to stop at the 30 minutes, you want to go on again. <laughs> Thank you for your excitement to receive. It's a blessing. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for this great time to be in your presence, to receive your words, to receive impartation from your spirit. Lord, help us to understand, help us to see, help us to know what you have reserved for us this morning. We receive your word with meekness and with love and with excitement. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning, I just want to talk about the power of God, the anointing, the power. Bishop has written lots of books about the anointing. And I hope and I believe you know many things about the anointing. Yet, I want to share about the anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are not new, but I believe that the Spirit of God will put something new in your heart. And if you catch it, your life will go from glory to glory. Let's read the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 10 from the verse 1 till the verse 10. A part of scripture that many people know. Especially when we talk about the anointing. 1 Samuel chapter 10 from the verse 1 till the verse 10. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel sepulcher in the border of Benjamin at Zelza. And they, shall, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wantest to seek are found. And lo, the Father has left the care of the ashes and sorrow for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then shall we go on forward from thence, and thou shall come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three kids, and another carrying three loaves of bread. And another carrying a bottle of wine. And they, sh and they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. After that, thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistine. And it shall come to pass when thou art come, tie to the city, 
that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offering and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace and peace offerings. Seven days thou shalt tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart and all those signs came to pass that day. And when they came Typhus to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. Amen. You see, in our daily walk with God, we always have to remember every day, every single day, it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Because sometimes, if we do not care enough, we may think that we can take anyhow, any decision we want to take. We can do anything, anyhow, in our lives. But it's not so. We always have to remember, every single day of our life, we need the power. We need the Spirit. We need the hand of God. We need the guidance from the Spirit. We need the counsel from the Spirit. We need visions. We need dreams. We need the hand of God to be mighty upon our life every day of our life. Because one mistake can bring lots of trouble. But one right decision can bring lots of blessings. That's why we need the power of God. We need the Spirit of God in our lives. Can I hear an amen? amen? And here in this story, I want to share six things that the power of God will bring in our life if we allow the power of God to work and move in our life and ministry. Amen. Are you ready to receive? Number one. The power of God, when the power of God falls into your life, the first thing that the power does is to launch you into service, into your ministry. The power of God is, it doesn't, God doesn't give it to you to get money, to get husband and wife, to get new car. Bishop said it's the second effect. The first thing that the power does is to launch you, to push you in your destiny. Saul is a businessman. And his father also is the elder in Israel. But when the asses were lost, he told his son Saul to go and search for it. 
But it was a problem orchestrated by God for Saul to, met, to have an encounter with God through Samuel. You see, in life, God creates problems not to break us, but to bless us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes, if we have the wrong way to see at the things we are facing, maybe we will go around looking for something that we don't need. But thank God <laughs> for some people in our lives that when we are about to lose something and go to another direction, the servant of Saul said, let's go to that mountain. Like your friend said, let's go to Kodesh. Because today, I believe that this day is a day of encounter for you and Jesus. To receive power, to receive guidance, to receive new vision, to receive fresh anointing for you to go further in a walk with God. And then, when Saul arrived there, Samuel told him, do not worry about the ash. I want to say unto you, do not worry about your life. The, the, these financial issues, the, this, uh, this problem and that problem. God has brought you in this place just for this time, just for this world. God wants to anoint you with a fresh oil because he has a greater destiny, a greater work, greater things to do through you, with you. You are the right person God has chosen. Are you listening to me? You are the right person that God has chosen to work with him, to do this predestined thing that is so glorious, so powerful. But it takes the anointing. It takes fresh anointing. It takes fresh power for you, for you to do it. So when, when, when Saul came, the Bible says that Samuel anointed him. He said, is it not? Is it not? What did he say? Is it not? Because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain of his inheritance. To be captain of his inheritance. Hey, that's a position. Position. A new position with, um, uh, how to say, a great challenge. You see, God doesn't anoint us for our situation. God anoints us for his position. So no matter what your situation is, the most important is the position that God wants to put you in. And that's why he anoints you. He didn't announce you to become a new great businessman in Israel. Even he was a businessman. He anointed him to be a captain of his inheritance. A new position. A new charge in life. That requires anointing. It doesn't require money. It doesn't require something else, only the power of God. 
You see, the ministry is your glory. Your business is not your glory. The ministry is your glory. If your business is your glory, then Saul should have been anointed to become a great businessman. But he was anointed to become a captain, to become a king, captain of his inheritance, to lead the people of God into their destiny. And there is no greater thing in life than to bring people in their destiny, than to change lives, than to be a blessing for other people. So God has brought you here for you to become a blessing for other people. And that's why God wants to want to anoint you, because you have a great destiny with him. Hallelujah. So the purpose of the anointing, the purpose of power of God is to launch you. It's not only to change your situation. That's not the main issue. Every day you have new situation. The purpose of the anointing is to put you in the right positions and to help you to do the ministry God has called you. You see, sometimes we always think that the situation is more important than the position. But that's wrong. Every day of your life, every year of your life, you always have many kinds of situations. But with God, it's not the main issue. It's not a big problem. Everything is possible with God. The main thing that God wants you to focus in is your mission. Can you hear me? Your mission. Maybe you have come to church because you have some issues, some problems, something that you want to solve. But it is just like a hook to bring you here. It's a hook. Not to give you the things you want, but to give you your destiny. To put you in the right place. The place not only to receive solution, but place to become a solution for people. So you are a blessing. You are a solution for all the people. That's why God wants to anoint you even today. May God give you an encounter with him through these words. May the spirit of God fall afresh on you. May the power of God fall afresh on you so that you will go into another phase of your life, into a new dimension of your life and see new things, greater things that God has prepared for you to do. Amen. The second thing that the power of God does in our life is not only to put us in our position, but to give us revelation. When you read the verse 2, the Bible says, And they will say unto thee, The ashes which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, the Father has left the care of the ashes and sorrow for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? He sent, sent Saul to look for the ass. Saul didn't find where the ashes were. But when, we, when he met Samuel, Samuel said, do not worry about that. 
And then someone else said, hey, there is a news from the town that the ashes that were lost, it is found. What did you do to, to find the ashes? Nothing. You see, that's why I tell you, do not worry about your life. Let God take care of it. Just do what he says to do. Because he didn't do anything to bring the ash back in the house. Only God brought it. Hallelujah. So I pray for you that you will not do anything to solve the problem you have. Only God will do it. But what you have to do is the work of God. Can I hear a good amen? So even he didn't know what to do. He received information like a revelation that the things he was trying to find is not found. When the anointing comes in our lives, first it solves our problems, and the most important is it gives revelations. The things that you are trying to find, the anointing will find it for you, and the anointing will give it the revelation. Hallelujah! Because in life, it's not what we do that matters. It's not that we do through revelation that matters. So when we receive revelation, life becomes easy. But if we only have information, life is challenging. But the anointing, when the anointing comes, after the anointing, the ashes were found. So when you receive the power of God today, the problem that you left at home, when you come back home, it will be solved in the name of Jesus. The things that you are trying to find, trying to solve, trying to do, let the anointing of God do it. Let the anointing of God solve it. But for you, just be at the right place. Just receive the power of God. Just be ready to work for Jesus. I want to hear an amen from you. We need the anointing, fresh anointing, every day for us to see visions. When Bishop Doug came to Madagascar during the pastoral conference, it was so powerful. He shared lots of things. He always say, in the spiritual realms, in the spiritual realms, in the spiritual realms. And I say, this man of God keeps changing, keeps growing. Keep seeing. I thought he was, a, he was going to share from the book. But it was a new book I haven't read. That's a proof of the anointing. You think that you are used to know this man of God, used to receive from this man of God. But that time, I said to myself, wow, hey, poor of you, Patrick. It's a new thing. You have never heard it. And I cried, I said, Lord Jesus, this man is so anointed. Always receiving new information and revelation that helps you to go and push you to run further, even further. And sometimes when you listen to Bishop Doug, you think that you have to, to, to work so hard as if everything depends on you. But when you listen to him pray, 
you think that you must pray so hard as if everything depends on God. I don't know if you understand what I'm sharing with you. That's why I want to share with you that we need the power. We need the anointing to receive revelation. Because sometimes we are stuck at one place. But because of anointing and the revelation, now you can move. And the problem are solved. You can move. Problem are solved. Because of the anointing. Sometimes you always want to be like, like uh, how, how to call it? A fire. A fire killer. What is it in English? Fire, fire service. Fire extinguisher, um, like pompier. I don't know what is pompier in English. Forgive me for my English. Fire extinguisher, okay. Sometimes we want to be like that. Just to kill fire, kill fire, kill fire. Uh, and, and we think that we are moving. We are not moving. We are just running on a rolling carpet. We are just running. And you think you are moving. You are not moving at all because you don't have revelation. That's why you need power today for you to go farther. It's not the movement you need. It's the revelation. Revelation that creates movement, not movement to attract anointing. No, it's not that way. Take the anointing for you to move. Can I hear an amen? So the anointing brings revelations. And when you have revelation, you can go higher and farther. Number three, the power of God does in our life is to bring advancement in our life and ministry. Bring advancement. In our life and ministry. Look at the verse 3. The Bible says, Then thou, then shalt thou go on forward. It means you will go on forward. 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 You see, there is nothing that can frustrate us in life than stagnation. When you are stagnating in one place, when you are staying in, let's say, in a new place, you like it, you enjoy it, you celebrate it. But the more you stay there, the same thing you were celebrating, it becomes a problem. Because you stay there too long. Even you, if you don't grow old, you must be sick. Am I right? If we don't grow older and older, we are sick. It's a normal thing to grow. It's a sickness to be stagnant in one place. Oh, thank God for this wonderful church. But I pray that God will use you mightier than before. Then you will go forward. You will go forward. You will go forward. People will wake up at 2 in the morning and say, I want to be in church early. Why? I don't know. Something is pulling me. I want to be there. Why don't you go just to the corner? There is a church, small church over there, close to our house. No, I want to be at Kodesh. I don't know why. I just want to be there. Because there is this anointing. There is anointing here that pulls people. That will bring advancement. 
The same thing with your life. If your life doesn't grow, if your ministry doesn't grow, forgive me to say, you are sick. And for you to receive healing, all you need is the anointing. It's not normal to stay stagnant in life. Maybe we can be stagnant, for example, for three months or let's say four months. But if it is more than six months, we are in trouble. Now we are in the month of July. We have passed the half of the year. What have we done in our lives, in our ministry, in our family, in the vision that God has given us? What have we done? If we are just celebrating the things of the past, we are in trouble. We need the anointing for us to go on forward, to go on forward. And I believe that the anointing is here today. If you are hungry enough, if you are thirsty enough, the anointing will hit you and change you into another man. I want to hear an amen if you believe it. Hallelujah. You see, when you go forward and go higher in life, the second effect of anointing will grow also. Money will grow. Car will be added. Everything will grow. But when you stay in one place, nothing will grow. Money will never grow. Influence will never grow. Everything will become... That will never be your portion. May the Lord anoint you with fresh oil today for you to go on forward in life. Number four, what does the anointing bring in our life? <laughs> the power of God brings the ministry of men in our life. The ministry of man or men in our lives. Let, let, let's, what, what is the ministry of men? Ministry of men is simple. God brings men into our life to help you, to favor you, to fight for you, to solve problems, to make life easier, to open doors for you, to buy the things you cannot buy, to do the things you cannot do. That's ministry of men. Even Jesus needed men in his ministry, 12 men. If he didn't have these 12 men, or even the three men, Peter, John, and Jacob, Maybe his ministry was ended 2,000 years ago. But because of the help of men that God brought to Jesus, now his ministry has never stopped nor ended. In life, you need the ministry of men for you to go higher and further. I want to hear an amen. Let's read the verse 4. The Bible says, And they will salute thee, and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. They will salute you. They will recognize you. These people, Saul has never met them. But the moment he was anointed, I believe that these people didn't know what happened to them. Suddenly they just like Saul. Suddenly they want to salute him, to honor him, and bless him. They didn't know what happened to them, but it's because of the anointing. 
When you, when you have the anointing with you, some people will bless you without knowing why. Some people will buy lands for you without knowing why. Some people will help your children go to university and they, they don't know why. They just love you. They just like your children. They just help you. That's ministry of men. Some people will favor you. Hallelujah. Because of the anointing. Listen to me. If you don't have the ministry of men, your life is so difficult. It is so hard. We cannot do it alone. We need men. We need people. We need people to help us. When the apostles were in trouble and asked God for help, God said, I have lots of men in this city. Sometimes God doesn't send you angels, but he sends people, men, to help you. And the anointing attracts them to you. If you don't have anointing, you will be annoying. <laughs> Forgive us. <laughs> Life is annoying when you don't have anointing. But it becomes easier when, you're anoint when the anointing comes on you because it will bring people unto you. As for me in my life and ministry, if God didn't send people to my life, I could have never been even here. It's, it's impossible for me. It's impossible. I don't want to tell you about my life. We were not so poor, no, but we were not rich. We were middle class, trying to, to find a way. In, our, uh, in, the, in the place where we live, all of us were poor. And there were men who said, I will cut my hand if one of you here in this quarter, in this place, have new four-four vehicle. And we said, yeah, she's right. Even a, a cutter for L, we cannot buy it. So he's right if he said, how can you buy a shoe? That's 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 beyond our dream. To go on a plane, hey, it's like going to heaven for us. We were not so poor, but we were not rich. We were struggling. But since the time, oh Jesus, thank you. When I received the anointing, I'm telling you, I don't know what happened. Suddenly people bless me with this, give me that, and give me this. I remember on the day when Bishop Doug consecrated me as a bishop. On the way from the pulpit to go to the office, the place where we took rest. On the way, someone grabbed my hand. Hey, 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 please receive this. I was afraid. And look at the paper. Receive this. And then I just said to the pastor, take it. <laughs> it it's, 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 it's a barcade full of money. That's the first time, a bucket. That's the first time I received lots of money. And I said, where is the, the, the person that gave it to me? And they say, oh, the person just came and left. Hey. You 
see when you are anointed. When you are anointed, the ministry of men will be for you. God will send men to help you, send men to bless you, send men to favor you. If you don't know them because of the anointed, may God send people to your life. May the ministry of men be available for you every day of your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number five. Hey, may the Lord give you men of influence, men of substance, men of keys, men of revelation, men to help you, men to do things for you. In the name of Jesus. If God didn't give men to Bishop Doug, even this church did not exist. But because God gave him lots of men, and now, lots of young people. My two sons are with me now. And they said, Papa, we don't want to go with you to the place where you go. We want to go to First Love. I'm not doing a publicity, but we are all one. But they say, we like the way they do things in the church. It's for young people, something like that. And I said, okay, you are young, so you go there. I am getting with my gray hair and something. <laughs> and when I didn't wear my tie, I brought my tie. On the way to come here, I said, Jesus, I should have brought my tie. And, mm. But when I met Bishop Lee, and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and he said, you see, we are not trying to, to look young like that's the anointing. Look at him. <laughs> That's the anointing. Hallelujah. And look at the young people in the church. It's the proof of anointing in his life. Because God gave him, gives him new young people, many more people, just to help him in ministry, to bring him further. And he's the one who helped them to go further in life. If you don't have anointing, you will struggle in your life. <laughs> but anyway, you need fresh anointing. Amen. Number five, the few things that the power of God or the anointing does is to stir up and bring out the dormant potential within you. To stir up, to bring out the dormant potentials within you. You have lots of potentials. I didn't know I was a very shy. I do not talk much because of many things. But I didn't know that I, I could preach like this in front of lots of people like this. I remember when I, when I preached the first time, my feet were shaking, were shaking. And I said, Lord, help me, help me. When I look at the watch, it, it is only five minutes. I, I, I thought it is 50 minutes, but it was only five minutes. And I said, Lord, help me to finish my points. <laughs> but because of the anointing, some potential was out, brought out. When I sang before, my voice was out of tone. 
And people don't want to listen to me. Because I, when, when, I, when I listen to you, it's not my ear that listens, it's my eyes. It's like my... But because of the anointing, I do not say I'm a professional. No, I wrote lots of songs, but I sing quiet, good, not very good, but it's working. It's working because of the anointing. The anointing brings out the potential you have in you. I believe you have lots of potential. Some of them are not yet exposed. But because of the anointing today, you will turn into another man. Because people will see new potential is rising up from you. If you believe, I want to hear an amen from you. Let's read the verse 5 and 6. The Bible says, After those shall come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistine, and it shall come to pass when those are come, Tither to the city, and thou shall meet a company of prophets coming down from high place with a plastry and tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And listen to the verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shall prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Saul has never prophesied. But from the time the Spirit of God fell upon him, hey, suddenly he prophesied. And the people were amazed. He's here among the prophets. Because a new potential is coming out. It's coming out. Suddenly he prophesied. He sees things in the Spirit. He speaks things in the Spirit. And everything he says, it was right. Not because he was well educated, but because of the anointing that fell upon him. I believe because of the anointing that you will receive today, something new will happen in your life. Something new will happen in your ministry. A new potential will rise up. And people will say, is this Bishop Lee? We used to know him this way and that way, but now he has become new. There are new potentials. People will see you in a new ways. When I saw Bishop Doug, let's say five years or six years ago, he's not like this. But when you look at him now, he's getting younger and younger. Hey, with new potential, new way of living, new way of preaching, new way of dressing. Because the anointing keeps growing in his life. And I believe if your anointing is growing, Many things new will come. There will be new things. New way of seeing. New way of preaching. New way of dressing. New way of doing things. Because the anointing brings out potentials. I want to hear an amen if you believe it. Hallelujah. When I look at Bishop Doug before many years ago, praying for sick. It was very different when he was in Madagascar recently. When he was ministering to the sick, I saw waves of power. And even the pastors on the stage say, do you feel something like a wave? And I say, yes, it's so powerful. You want to cry, you want to shout. Things that I have never experienced. 
And I see that it's a new potential, new way of doing things. There, there is a sister in our church. Uh, he had a um, problem with, with breasts. Went to the hospital trying to cure herself, but nothing happened. But during the crusades, she was in the middle of the people somewhere. And she said, when Bishop pray for sick, something I don't know from where hit me. And then I felt something was going out from me. Then she felt like, uh, how to say, relieved and happy. For many years, she didn't come to church because of that sickness. After the crusade, she said, Pastor, no, I want to serve now. I want to do the work of God now. I am healed. I am blessed. I want to be for Jesus. That's because of a new potential. New dimension of anointing. So I believe when you receive fresh anointing, hey, throughout this coming week, we believe fresh anointing will come upon us all. I, I am expectant to receive new things throughout this week. And I believe that my preaching is just a preparation for you to face this coming week. Because new waves of anointings, new waves of abilities, impartation will come. And then new potential will arise from us. And we will be turned into another man. Amen. Number six. The six things the power gives is a new heart for ministry. A new heart. The Bible says in the verse 9, and it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. It's not the heart of a newborn again, no. It's a heart for the calling. Heart to be a captain over the inheritance of God. It's a heart for ministry. Heart for shepherding. Heart to love the unlovable. Heart to teach the unteachable. Heart to be patient. Heart to be righteous. Heart to love holiness. Heart to love God more than ever before. Heart to be ready to lose everything. And to be a sacrifice for Jesus, for the work of ministry. If God didn't give Saul a new heart, he was a failure even before he fell. But because of the anointing, when you read it closely, the first thing he received after the anointing is a new heart. Because the Bible says, as soon as he left Saul, the very first thing he received was a new heart. Then the ministry of men. Then the revelation and so on and so on. But the first thing was a new heart. If you are put in a new position, if men are helping you, if you don't have this new heart, you, instead of being a solution, you will be a problem. Instead of blessing people, you will torment in people. Instead of pushing people to their destiny, then you, 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 you cheat people and try to enrich yourself 
and you want to push yourself and use people to push you. But because of a new heart, Saul was turned into another man. Now he has a heart for people. You see, when you are a business and you don't care about people sometimes, you care about your benefits, your benefit, everything that you will receive from people. You, you, you are like a big shot, fired and higher, fired and higher. That's the only thing you do, fired and higher, fired and higher. But when you have heart for people, you hardly kick people out. When you read the book of Bishop, if you don't read it well, you may have an impression that Bishop kicks people very easily. But it's not so. He has a very, I don't know how to explain it, um, a loving heart, a passionate for souls. And even if, even if you are doing mistakes, when you talk to him, it's like you did, you did nothing. When I talk to him about my mistakes, about my problems, about my issues in life, because I was afraid when he came to Madagascar, I was afraid that someone will tell him the wrong things I did in Madagascar. <laughs> so geez, I said, Jesus, should I say or not? If I say it, how to say it? It's not easy to talk to this great man. But I don't want him to tell it before I tell it. So Lord, help me. <laughs> so after the crusade in one of the provinces in Madagascar, I asked uh, Bishop Randy, please can you tell Bishop, I want to talk to him just five minutes. I was afraid. Hey, what will happen? What will be left of me? <laughs> <laughs> then when I share everything, open my heart to him. My feet were shaking. I was afraid that he would say, you, why do you turn into such a bad person? But he said, you know, Patrick, na, 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 na. He shared, he opened his heart to me and shared lots of things. And I said, huh? And I was expected I was expecting that he was going to, to, to rebuke me and many things. But when he talked to me, he talked as a real father. As if you did nothing wrong. He just corrects you with love. Do you have this book? Take this book and read this. You see, no, 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 no. You see, I love you. I want to help you. Come to Ghana on the conference and uh, give myself warning. Because, because of my mistakes and my problems, I didn't even want to come here. I was afraid. I was ashamed. I don't want to meet people who knows me. But when I listened to him, oh, the heart of anointed people, heart of anointed man of God, hey, Kalabaya Sote. Oh, it's not like everybody else who wants to condemn you and kick you and rebuke you. No, he has a loving heart. So if you are a pastor or a home cell leader, you need the anointing for you to have a new heart. New heart for people. That's the first thing you need. 
If you don't hurt for people, forgive me to say you are in a big trouble. But because of your anointing today and throughout this week, after this coming week, Ela Hazokehida, people will say, You are turned into another man. I knew it before, but now it's 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 a new you, it's a better you, better things that you are doing because of the encounter of the anointed. Amen. Amen. May God give us new hearts. New heart for our position. New heart for the people. New heart for the sheep of God. New heart for the ministry. New heart not to be selfish, but ready to die for other people. Because that's what we are living for. We need that kind of heart. Always remember, your ministry is your glory. If your ministry is taken out of you, you will be in shame. But if you are anointed, Despite of our mistakes, then glory will come again. And we will shine again with the power and the glory of God. Amen. So, let us pray today that God anoint us with fresh oil. For us to be in the right position. So that God sent men to help us. So that we receive new revelation for a new impact in our lives. So that we can receive a new heart in our lives. Open your mouth and let's pray. Lord, we need your power. Lord, we need your anointing. We need fresh anointing, fresh revelation. Lord, we recognize we cannot do it alone. We cannot make it alone. We humble ourselves unto you today. Lord, help us. Lord, anoint us. Lord, infuse new power within us. Change us. Change our hearts. Change our minds. Change our lives. We want to work for you. We want to do what you have predestined for us, Lord. We want to serve you. We want to serve the people. We want to serve the nations of the world. Through the gospel that you have given unto us. Through the gospel that you have entrusted unto us.
and the silence of God. Just remain in the presence of God for one minute. There's a problem that you are trying to solve on your own. There's a problem, there are challenges you are trying to solve on your own. But I came to announce to you that it takes the anointing of God. It takes the presence of God. But when the presence of God anointing came upon Saul, the problem that he was trying to solve was solved by the anointing. I said the problem was solved by the anointing. I don't know what problems you have. I don't know what challenges you have. But this afternoon, God is just touching you. God is just solving a problem. God is telling you that the asses are found. Even as you remain in his presence. Sin for me. We need your anointing. 
anointing fall on you right now. Fall on me. The anointing is real. Sweet anointing. I said the anointing is real. Fall on me. It's real. Fall on me. sent your servant to yes, Lord. deposit in our spirits in our hearts this afternoon for I know that many lives here will never remain the same I know that many lives here have been touched oh, yes, Lord. and many lives here will never remain the same from oh, today yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus put in our hearts of God a desire mm, for that waiting yes, Jesus. a desire for yes. your presence give you the glory. Yes, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the praise, oh Lord. We give you the glory. We give yes, you the Lord. Yes, Lord. In this atmosphere, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. You know, God will not put his spirit, his anointing upon you. He doesn't know you. This morning, I want to say, Pastor, I want to know God personally. This morning, I want to be born again. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Wherever you are standing, wherever you are, I want you just to lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. Let it go up. Let it go up. Maybe you've been coming to church. Maybe you are a member of the church. But you know that you are not born again. You know the spirit of God is not living within you because of the life that you live. Or maybe you, you, you've given your life, but maybe you've backslidden. You are living anyhow. But this morning, I want you to know that nobody's condemning you. Like Jesus said to the woman, he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want you to lift your hand. Don't think about the one on your left or your right. They are not important. Lift your right hand. Your right hand is lifted. I want you to take a step. Your right hand is lifted. I want you to take a step and come to me right now. Come to me. Come to me. God bless you. God bless you as you come. His grace will be there's a presence here. No movement outside. No movement outside. Those who are moving are those who are coming forward. This is the 
this place without Jesus. Don't leave this place without being born again. Don't leave this place without being sure that Christ is in you. I want you to leave your seats and come. His blood will flow freely. It will provide your healing. Come to the mercy those in front here just lift your hands lift your hands to the Lord in case you are not sure of your salvation you can run quickly and join them before we pray lift your hands it's a sign of surrender what is your name Forgive. Your name is forgive. Your name is forgive. God is about to forgive all of you your sins. You see, God has not two things by heart. I just ask the guy, what is his name? Say forgive. And that's what God is just about to do. To forgive us of all our sins. And to forgive us all our iniquities. Okay? Yes. Some of you are remembering the bad things that you did even yesterday. But God is just about to wipe all away. Even though yesterday you are saying, I, I didn't do anything yesterday. I'm talking about even next, last week. You remember that one? God is about to wash everything away. And how is he going to do it? With the blood of his son. Because his son paid for your sins. Lift your hands and pray this prayer after me. I want you to make it your own prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. Open your mouth, say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus who died for me. Today, I declare Jesus as the Lord and Master over my life. Heavenly Father, please forgive me all my sins. Please forgive me 
of all my wicked ways. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Please give me a new life. Say, give me a new life. Please give me a new life. My brother, open your mouth and pray. Say, please give me a new life. A new life in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Please write my name in the book of life. So that one day, when I die, when I leave this place, I will be with you. Lord, help me to be a good Christian. Lord, help me to come to church every Sunday. Lord, help me to work for you and to please you. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.